opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. everybody, and welcome to Main Menu for the 19th of October, 2018. This is your co-host, Jason Castanguay. Game enthusiasts, we're talking to you in this episode. WanderWord returns to tell us what's been happening. One of their adventures will be debuting around Halloween. You'll be hearing all about that. We have an intro to this adventure that will start the show. Happy listening! Sixty-third and Wallace. Chapter One: The Arrival. In all the letters Caroline had penned to her sister Charlie, regaling her in descriptions of the White City, she omitted one important detail. She never once mentioned the smell. Charlie would have remembered. She saved every letter. A few were even currently tucked into the pockets of her cloak. Now even with the exhaust from the train rolling in, and the oppressive puffs of powder that clung to the elderly woman seated by her side, all Charlie smelled was the stench of the nearing city, reeking of fresh feces and burnt blood. The window next to Charlie was half open, and as the shifting landscape rushed by, the charcoal smoke drilled deeper into her nostrils. Hey everyone, this is Jason Castingway, your co-host, and gamers, you will want to listen up. We are back with our guests from WanderWord. We have Peter Zetterberg. Hi, Peter. Hello. And Russ McMacken. Hello. Hi. And I also have the main menu team with me. I have Jeff Bishop. Good evening, everybody. Yes, and Randy Rusnak. Hey, everybody. And Paul. Hey, everybody. All right. So, Peter, what do you have for us? This is exciting. Incredible news, my friends. Well, we've been, was it a year ago we talked? Might have I think been it was about a year, yep. So, since then, we've done plenty of work on Wonder Word, which is this um, interactive audiobook platform, which sounds maybe a bit obnoxious to call it, but it really is a, a kind of a platform, an engine that people can use to create their own audio books, which also are interactive in the sense that you can speak back to the story and the story kind of takes shape depending on your choices that you make. So Russ here is uh, all up for engineering and I am doing probably making the coffee, making the beds (laughs) and uh, trying to convince people that this is a very good idea to put money into. So plenty of work. Uh, 
just quickly, today we have six published authors working on stories that are novelettes to novels. And what that means is that the gameplay, gameplay time for one story is between three to six hours with chapters, plenty of interaction in these stories. Wow. And uh, we are all busy working towards the biggest thing for us this year is launching on Alexa around Halloween. Oh, cool. Spooky, spooky, scary horror story for Alexa, uh, beginning of November. So will she speak to you, Peter, in her voice, or is it going to be the gameplay with different voices? It's going to be with our own set of voices. So Ooh. Alexa needs to sit, take a, take a rest, take, take a rest from all talking. And we will kind of, we wonder words own voice will be used for our story. Cool. Exciting. It's more than just our voice, but it allows us to do some things that you can't quite do on Alexa right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Alexa, there's limitations of not being able to play sound effects or music at the same time that she's talking. So by using our own voice, not only do we get to be a little closer to what we're doing for our own standalone app, but we get to do some better stuff like that for higher quality. Yep. For the story you're doing around Halloween, is this something that will also move to another platform? I'm thinking about... Uh, yeah, I had an opportunity to test some of these back in July. And I'm just wondering, with an Alexa device, you're sort of stuck with mono kind of audio. I was going to ask about that. With the new pairing of the devices, will you be able to take advantage of some of these stereo pairing with a subwoofer and the two channels? That's the idea, yes. Then You're talking about really? the new Alexa devices there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. We will support that. Ooh. Maybe not for launch. We want to hit Halloween with a ghost story and not miss that window. But yep. certainly for, for the long term, yes. To answer the the kind of the, the the these titles or this one specifically for other devices, yes, for sure. Alexa is, uh, to be honest, more of a pilot for us to see how the dev environment, so to speak, to develop for it is, and also to see how it is. To, to play with the kind of more of the, the speaker, the smart speaker concept in the house. Um, or originally, and certainly still our plan, is that this, the WonderWord app is an app you carry with you on your phone device. And whether you are in the car, you can listen to stories or at the gym or, or at home, so to speak. So the foundation is still, it's a mobile device app. Mm-hmm. Now, the mobile device app, I think, is Android-based only at this point, correct? Yeah, it's still Android-based for now. Uh, We still plan on doing all platforms eventually, but for where we are right now in our business life cycle, yes. Yep, okay. And that was was the – did you – I think you played on our PC version when you – Yes, correct. uh, That was just because we wanted to make sure that it was – Kind of, uh, it was still a bit shaky than the technology back in July. Uh, sure. We sure we could get it as stable as possible. Will the PC version be released? Mm, uh, you could be, you could say you could release interactive audiobooks on Steam. Uh, I'm not really sure how uh, how you position it or how you would. Russ probably knows more. We definitely aren't against it. Uh, no. I don't know if it's going to be Steam or something else. Uh, when we move towards a fully standalone platform, it should be very easy to add other ones because it'll be more of a client like for Audible where maybe just anything that can run a web browser will be fine. Mm. So we don't know for sure, but definitely not against it. I think we'll do anything that makes sense for where we find audiences to be. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about the story that I 
participated in in July. Yes. Can you tell us about that because I'd like to talk about it. Okay, good. So uh, now I'm getting nervous. So um, why that is actually the story? Don't worry. That is called 63rd and Wallace, which is a street address in Chicago. You can Google 63rd and Wallace, and you will quickly find out why that address is kind of interesting. That story is the one that we also launching on Alexa, and that you played a chapter of that in back in July. Yes, I did. Uh, it is written by a published author, Natalie French, and is inspired by true events of what they say is America's first documented serial killer, H. H. Holmes. And quickly on the story is that in 1893, it was the World Fair. Expo, World Expo in Chicago, the White City. And around that time, there lived this man, H.H. H. Holmes, who was a doctor, who built a hotel where young men and women who came to the city, millions of them came to the White City during this period to find jobs and see the future of technology. Bicycles were introduced and the Ferris wheel and so on. This hotel that he built, which was called World Fair Hotel, I think, um, was actually a death trap uh, where people were checked in but they never checked out is kind of the short version of it. <laughs> in this story, you're a young woman uh, uh, whose sister went to Chicago to find a job, but the letters stopped coming one day and you decide that something is fishy and you decide to go and figure out what, what's going on. Her last known address is 63rd and Wallace. And then we shouldn't say more, but you can say more, Jeff. Because you okay. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say more. I'm going to sort of. I don't. I don't. I don't want to give anything away too much here. No, no, no but go for but, it. But uh, but what I will say is that the the reason I asked about the stereo question is because I think that's a really important part of the experience. Um, right. That's why I'm hoping eventually you'll move this story to another platform to be able to uh, have that engagement. I, I don't know how many of you remember playing old Infocom adventure games? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Think of an Infocom adventure game with fully immersive sound and music. And instead of typing your commands to, to an Infocom adventure game, you're speaking them to the actual client. In this case, probably Alexa in this case. I, I, I will say it was it was quite engaging and it brought me back to you know, my teenage years playing Infocom adventure games, and I got extremely excited uh, with the experience. And, and I have uh, it all on video. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> do you, do you, oh, my gosh. I forgot about for that. Me, for me, when, when I observed you playing it and seeing how you reacted towards the end of that demo, which has a really a cliffhanger ending, that little chapter. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, we yes, that was awesome. In the story, it's chapter two. Yeah. It's such a strong cliffhanger moment, and the reaction that you had gave me such a boost. It probably gave me another three months of energy to keep working. <laughs> uh, yes, I was like, oh, I want to play. I want to play with this. I even said, yeah. "Get me a test version. I want to continue playing." <laughs> and and of course, I never got the test version. But that's okay. <laughs> I, I was sad. <laughs> on the uh, on the stereo, obviously, um, it runs in full stereo now. Russ, do you want to talk about this stereo? Yeah. Uh, so in the last year. That's where most of our dev efforts have been going. Or I guess as you saw back in July, you could already play pretty well, but the quality yeah. wasn't entirely there yet. Yeah. Um, so mostly we've been working on... Wow, it was pretty good then. Well, yeah. <laughs> not, from, not from our perspective. Sure. It's good, but it's not perfectionist yet. Yeah. Uh, 
So we've been doing a lot there. We have three people full-time working on this story now between the mobile app version and the Alexa version. And we've been doing a lot of improvements on positional audio and just having an actual dedicated sound guy that knows what he's doing a little bit better than programmers do on the sound yeah. side. It's a huge difference. Uh, so it'll sound a lot, lot better for you. Yeah. Let me get you that. Copy. I, I did. I did mention that that I thought it would add to the experience if some of the sounds were more positioned. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, for you know, for example, there's a. I, I don't know if I should say too much here, say. but there's 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 specific sounds you'll hear, like a fireplace and a bell, and yeah. you know these types of things. And it would be cool, you know, as you as you as you turn or you know uh, throughout the gameplay that the sounds move around you. You know, so that it's sort of like you're virtually in the world itself. So, yeah, it, it was it was quite an experience, and I think all of you are in for. Uh, so you're looking a, for a, a 3D experience, treat. is what you're talking about, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we have is um, 3D kind of audio that's kind of is locked in in the world as you turn your head. It's not software; it's it's hardware as well. Because the uh, yeah, and so that that's one of the. It's something that we'd love to support, and we think in the future there'll be ways that we can as devices get a little bit better. I was mm -hmm. kind of wondering about that, guys, because I have a Sonos system with the built-in A-L-E-X-A, and I'm spelling that for the audience so I don't set everybody off. How oh, I've got mine positioned, I've got a couple of Play 1s, and then I've got the soundbar in front of me. And, of course, the A-L-E-X-A is in each of the left and right-hand surrounds. So will that image be projected um, using that technology? Or, or is, there, is it possible? Do you mean relative to where your devices happen to be in the room? Yeah, and, and so in my case, it would be in back of me, and then my soundbar is in front. Uh, I don't believe so. It wouldn't surprise me if Amazon is moving towards something like that, but I might be wrong because I'm a little out of date while we're crunching. Um, okay. but, right. but, yeah. but at least if you hear the, for example, if you're standing in a room and, and the bell is ringing and it's off to your right hand shoulder, you're going to hear it in the right spectrum. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, okay. Sure. okay. Good, good. We have a really cool scene where in the story, the protagonist, her name is Charlie, this kind of stuff is obviously happening in this house that are of supernatural flavor. And she's yes. running and these bricks come flying at her as she runs through a very narrow corridor. And they, they kind oh, of no. come out oh. of the walls and coming from left and right and trying to kind of hit her. And she's just start running faster and faster. That sound of these bricks coming left and right is incredibly immersive as you hear the scene yeah no that wasn't there before so this no, is gonna, no no yeah that so, is, that, so, the, so uh, this is this is going to be exciting to uh to see the progression here yeah 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 for sure and we have a clip actually that we would love to share with you guys uh from actually the scene i think that you jeff is referring to at the hotel lobby in the beginning of the story and she rings okay so we'd be happy to play that okay great to frame this scene from Chapter 2, The Devil's Mouth of 63rd and Wallace, I have some text I will read. It's August 1893, and you, the active listener, take the role of young protagonist Charlene, Charlie Weatherford, who has just arrived at the Hotel World's Fair Hotel in Chicago. There are rumors of a serial killer roaming the streets of the White City, Charlie's missing sister, Caroline, left home months ago in search of work in Chicago, but her letters have ceased coming. Determined to find her lost sister, 
Charlie packs her bags and travels to Chicago and her sister's last known address, 63rd and Wallace. What you will hear is the very moment when Charlie, or the active listener actually, rings the hotel desk bell to investigate what is truly going on in this place. Little did she know. The bell was small, hardly bigger than Charlie's hand, but she was taken aback by the penetrating and vibrating sounds emanating from such a tiny object. Suddenly she felt the stairs coming from the lobby. The whole house seemed to have gone silent, prompting the delicate hairs on the back of her neck to jolt at attention. Or was it perhaps just the sudden drop in temperature? The musky scents of perfume and tobacco had dissipated. The giggle and laughter dead in silence. Even the music had stopped. Charlie slowly turned her head. As if time had frozen, the once animated and smiling faces were slack with an expression collectively staring straight at her. Ghosts, she whispered. So Peter, um, we know about this one story, but you mentioned five others. Yes. So what we did when we decided on what stories to produce. Um, we were really careful in picking not just the right author. And we wanted to have published authors for no other reason than it's, some sort, it's kind of a baseline mark for their ability to read and, and complete a story and kind of get to launch it. It means a lot to, to, to have that kind of discipline as a writer. So we picked the right author, and then we hope we hopefully we picked the right genre and story. So we looked at the most popular genres uh, in audiobooks and literature in general, and what we found is that there's you have probably the the top one among fiction is crime fiction or crime mm-hmm. detective kind of solving. So quickly on that one, that one is called Bloodwater, and it's a contemporary crime fiction story that happens to take place in Seattle. Can you believe it? And uh, uh, it's about, it's an interesting format. Here you're going to play the story as two detectives that really don't get along. And the interesting thing here is then you play, you play the Wonder World story and you're going to have to make decision for both. And in the story, it's telling you back that they don't really like each other and they don't really work well together while solving a crime. So it becomes an interesting dynamic kind of against yourself as you play the story. Uh, and it's a really cool like murder mystery thing that goes far up into the government and there's all sorts of conspiracies going on, starting with a murder at the Pike Place in central Seattle. So we feel really good about that one. It's written by Peggy McGuire, who is a crime novelist. The second one is in the genre of fantasy. Uh, and more of young adults fantasy, not necessarily the Harry Potter type, but it's about a little bit of Lord of the Rings type of uh, kind of epic stories about fantastical kingdoms and with magic and so on. That one is called The Path of Legends. And what we do here with Wonderworld is that you can pick between three different types or archetypes of characters before you start the kind of the story. You can pick between a a healer, uh, a wizard, 
and a, a thief. And they all will experience different things throughout the story. And sometimes they cross paths. So it's an interesting choice. You can also pick gender. So it becomes an interesting path, crossing a path depending on how you play. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very kind of the maximum narrative branching that we have. Wow. We want to experiment with that. The next one is called Greenland, which is science fiction. Uh, Greenland is based on the actual name of Greenland, which was uh, named by a Viking from Norway, or, uh, sorry, Iceland, who went there a long time ago and to attract his tribe to come to Greenland, which was just a dark, cold place of ice and rock. He told them that it was the most beautiful island and it was green and full of life. So people moved over there and he did it to attract them. This is a true story. So we're doing the same thing with Mars in the, in the distant future where Mars is the, is the Greenland of the future and people start traveling to Greenland to kind of leave the Earth. Mm-hmm. And the people that are left behind um, on planet Earth kind of live a tough, rough life with uh, lack of law or rule. And you take the role of a, a young man who wants to get to Mars by all means. And the journey you take to get there and the story is completely based on cause and effect and kind of moral decisions whether you talk your way out of situations or you use violence so to speak or kind of uh, or, or you you lie and there are seven different endings to the story and depending what moral choices you made throughout the story not we don't judge bad or good but you will either end up on mars you will either be stuck on earth or there are various endings depending on the choices you made throughout the journey Hmm. Um, so that's a really great. branching story. Mm-hmm. Then I did a little artificial pause there, so you can cut as you like. The last one is called Penrose Hills, and we just started talking about that one. We know that these stories are going to take maybe between three to six hours to play through, and we don't want to forget about the short stories, the ones that are the kind of the maybe an hour, an hour and a half to two hours long. And we love the TV shows Black Mirror. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Greens, uh, even even down back to the good old Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Mind-provoking little smart stories in a kind of alternative reality with this kind of slightly skewed reality and then with a fun, surprising ending. So Penrose Hills is all about short stories that are kind of mystical, mind-provoking Slightly science fiction where we play around with time travel and so on to hmm. put the put the player like a bit on the Yeah, end. me too. Yeah. And then we have sorry? Ragnar. And then yes, the last one we have is is The Legend of Ragnar Johnson, which is written by a Canadian author. It is um, more of a literary work. It's nothing supernatural or anything, but it's a fantastic real life story about a trapper at the beginning of the 20th century who lived on his own a hermit up in the uh, up in the mountains up in uh, Canada who uh, rescues a little girl in an avalanche and for four days they travel through this deserted area to take her back to her family which and, and the story is based completely on reality and here we go between first person descriptions of uh, a journalist who interviewing the 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 woman that was saved she's now old then we jump over to her telling the story in second person and then we actually also take the role of ragnar how his perspective was from this story so we're jumping between personalities 
throughout the story in different different formats. Very cool. So that's so compared to a year ago when we spoke to you, those are the things in addition to the development effort, we really started to refine the format and figure right. out what we can do with it. And that it makes it super exciting. So, so the Alexa uh, stuff that's coming out, is that going to be free or are you going to charge a fee for, you know, after the first two chapters or what, what are you looking at there? Excellent question. So the, we haven't decided on what chapter yet. Maybe because you were so excited about the one that you played in July, Jeff, we might pick that one because that is a good one. Yeah. We, we're going to give away a free chapter. So five to 10 minutes of, of playtime. And then after, after the experience, you will be asked if you want to purchase the whole story. And then uh. if you say yes, then it's downloaded. Uh, then it just unlocks through your uh, Amazon subscription service. And then if okay. you say no, you're just automatically executed then, right? <laughs> then, then if you say no, <laughs> we told you anyway. No, we don't. <laughs> uh, we're nice. The ca- the characters in the story will come haunt you. Is what the yes, that's mm-hmm. right. They go yep. <laughs> yes, until you pay up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But what is the? Have you decided on what the pricing structure is going to look like for yeah, I mean, this, this and others? Thing, and I'm very comfortable and maybe stupidly transparent, but I, I don't have any. <laughs> so you can argue that you can say an audiobook today is actually rather. Pricey. Uh, I mean, if you buy the latest coming out in audiobooks, it's between twelve and sixteen bucks. I think uh, that's or more, or more, yeah, or more. Yeah. Might even be more. So we have that, and the work we put into just this one story, sixty third, is is a, as big of an effort of producing kind of a video game, with the exception of all the graphics that we haven't had to do. So it's a big effort. At the same time, then on the counterpoint, you have this is a new medium. We are nobodies. We are taking up a lot of, uh, we are part of a platform, Alexa in this case, there is a lot of skills. They don't call them apps, they call them skills. That we have to somehow get through the literally literal noise <laughs> to, be, to be kind of heard or caught, mm. caught the attention of the users. So that makes us humble to the circumstances. Uh, what have convinced me to keep it a low price is that this is a pilot and an experiment. And I don't expect us to make all the money back. It would be naive and unfair to think that money is going to come rolling in. Yeah, although you might be surprised because, well, then I mean, especially on Alexa, you're dealing with not just a blind or visually impaired audience. True. Very true. And Amazon has been tremendous partners on this, very supportive of helping us get this out. So, mm-hmm. um, and that is obviously helpful, gives us a sense that this can go well. But it's also this, as uh, you know, the, the Danes uh, are said to be the happiest people because simply they don't have any expectations. That this comes out wrong, but it's kind of true in a way. I'd much rather be conservative in, in our... Sure, kind of no, I get that. ...and then be excited over the, the, yeah. the, the dollars that come in, if any. So pricing-wise... We haven't really locked this yet, but it's going to probably be between two forty nine to two ninety nine for five to six hours of a great horror. Oh my gosh! Wow, wow. That's that is cheap. Yeah. That's crazy. I would have thought it would have been much higher than that. Right. So, oh. the, the, with a caveat of saying, buy now this Halloween for this price. It gives us the flexibility. It, it, it's very hard to pr- up a price once you set the price, but mm-hmm. it is a temporary pricing to just see how it goes that people that have an opportunity to buy this over, let's say, a weekend 
that's the pricing for it to introduce it to the people. Oh my gosh! And not that we would up, up it, you know, four five hundred percent. We let the pharmaceutical world <laughs> do those pricing. <laughs> but wow. we, we might adjust it upwards, close to maybe to eight, seven, or eight, if it really kind of really takes off. But again, we haven't locked everything. And, and like you said, this is really an experiment where we want to get a lot of good feedback from people because ultimately we're here to build a platform that allows anyone right. to tell their stories. So we're going to be dealing in large, large quantities of content. So getting the high quality story out now to as many people as we can is going to give us the best feedback possible to yes. make sure we're doing that platform well. This, the success for 63rd and Wallace on Alexa is that people enjoy it. And, uh, and if that's 50 people, and most of them are our supportive friends say that that was really cool, I really enjoyed that. That has nearly more use for us to go back and really feel like we're on the right track then mm -hmm. let's say thousands of people trying it and, and think it was not really that great. So I'd much rather take this small success and give us the confidence to continue working. Because as to Russ's point, we wanted the platform, the stories that we make, we kind of call them first party stories that we are part of producing, is really not the end goal. The end goal is to create a platform and a tool set so anyone can share their stories on the platform make use of our tools, our editors and our client to share their stories to cr for creative writing, fan fiction, and so on. Mm -hmm. That's, That's, the, that's awesome. And so in a way, it's kind of like advertising in that sense where we're right. trying to show what it's capable of. And we wouldn't want to keep on doing our high-quality first-party stories at these prices forever because we'd effectively be undercutting people that would want to work on our platform. Right. So we don't want to set the price too low. So just for this very, very first one, we just want to show everyone what we can do. Yep. So I was just curious from a technical perspective and, yeah. you know, please, uh, you know, if you're not willing to share this, that's fine. We, are, sure are, you, are you also, are you also testing your, your server platform or is everything going to be hosted by Amazon to be able to push out the content and all that? Or is this, is this also a test of infrastructure and, you know, what the, what the platform supports? No, it, it's not. Uh, most of this, we are hosting it ourselves or with our um, engine, but it's, yeah, it's different than what we'll be actually shipping our platform on because it's more Alexa slash Amazon focused. Okay, okay. I just, I was just curious. I didn't know if you know your the skill would go back and talk to your servers and get you know content. No, and no. So this one, and again, uh, Russ, maybe can give you a better answer. But we are we are utilizing the whole Alexa kind of systems and infrastructures for this. Oh, okay. I'm just curious for this for this version, as it is a more of a pilot uh, sure. for us. Uh, infrastructural right. work that far is is certainly uh, uh, an opportunity later on. Uh, mm. In terms of the infrastructural work for the app on an Android, I mean, uh, maybe Russ will kick my virtual leg here, but the idea is that we have a server where our stories reside, where people do in-app purchases. Yes. Yes. So yes, I got it right. It will be our own standalone servers with our own subscription program and customer account. So ideally, one day, authors will be able to write stories within our tools, hit a button that gets them most of the way to being able to put it even on Alexa. So whether it is Alexa hosted or uh, WanderWord. Wow. Depending on the device that you're on, it'll be able to connect to both. When you're on an Alexa device, you'll link it to your WanderWord account, so you can hopefully play stories on either platform that you've bought. But we wow. have 
just have to figure out there how it can really work. Yeah. So once it's on your device, are you going to be able to talk back and forth? Is it going to be push to talk or how, how is that going to work? Uh, for the WanderWord version, we have a couple of different things we're still thinking about because uh, there are situations in which you do need to use push for talk. Just like if you're in a noisy environment, it can give you better recognition, but we don't want to have to use it. So by default, we're trying to do our best to not. And because we're using the operating system's speech-to-text functionality, it's, it's pretty good at it. And we cue you in that it's ready to listen to you. So we've had pretty good results so far. But we'll, we'll do push-to-talk as an extra option if we have to. I think we had that for a while. In the early prototyping, you put this. You had this little button I pressed to mm -hmm. like B0001 of our prototyping. I think you put that mm -hmm. Possible. <laughs> I think it was a misunderstanding when he put it in, assuming that that's the way it's going to work. And I said, no, I want to, don't touch the device. I want people to start the story, put the device away, which is might be ambitious, but it seems to be working. And at the event that you went to, Jeff, in July, we had 40 people because we ran a little shop in a store and kind of invited yeah. people in, bribing them with a free the gamer store if they, did, if they did the survey. Yeah. And they sat down with a survey like Jeff. And the feedback we got back when we looked at the even just 40 people, which was still terrifying because no one had tried it outside the circle of trust before, the positive reactions were incredible and gave us a big boost of confidence that people want this. They seem to enjoy it. No, I take it they were cited as well as blind people in the, in the uh, listening audience, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it, somehow the audio... It becomes, and maybe Jeff, you, I don't know if you agree, but the audio effects and the speech combined generates an immersion that carries yes. through. Yes, you mm -hmm. really, I mean, uh, I remember walking in, you know, and I sat down and, and you know, he hands me these really big headphones, <laughs> you know, and so I, I put them on and I'm thinking, oh, you know, okay, we're going to hear a story and he's, someone's going to read it or something. <laughs> I I was not prepared for what I heard. That's great. The music is very very well done. The sound effects are really amazing. It it truly you know you could truly put yourself in in this experience and be totally lost for for yeah. three to four or five hours. And wow. I didn't want it to stop. It was fun. I could have I could have done the whole thing. I I never would have left until. Eight or nine o'clock. If you had <laughs> it was awesome, that and it's, and it's tricky. You got to You got to know what you know. You have to be thinking creatively to be able to move forward in this in this thing. Yeah. So you know, it's it's not just a story. It's it's a truly interactive experience. Yeah. You know, you have to direct the story and ask appropriate questions. And, yeah. You know, it, so it truly is a Infocom like. Well, I can't experience. wait. <laughs> it's, 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 it yeah. was just amazingly fun. So I'm really excited. From I'm really looking forward more to the stereo than I would be to the to the Alexa. I mean, I think the Alexa is going to be nice, but I think there's going to be something. Not I agree to, with that. It's actually, gonna, it's going to be lacking because it's not going to be as cool without the stereo and without the immersion into the story. Right, right. right. Now we we we're aware that we're doing what we can to kind of. It's always a problem. I mean, you Jeff, you were wearing. We pick very carefully the headphones. They are very good over-ear headphones. Yeah, they are. And it gives away really nice soundscape, and the stereo is awesome. The microphone, the headset was great. And you put, and then you try to kind of, kind of transfer that ex experience to a kind of a, a smaller speaker in a kitchen, for example. You can never 
kind of uh, beat the headphone because I mean it, the headphones. Uh, but if but it, again, and the way we try to do this is there's so much the importance to have a good writer tell a compelling story. You should be able to turn off all the sound effects and still be immersed in the in a in a greatly a well told story. And so do, you don't rely on audio. And I agree with that too. Text. They should yeah. be kind of strengthening together. I think one of the things that will help too is that normally we're hearing either the A lady's voice or we're hearing music. We're not hearing games and things come out of it. So I think right. it will really bolster everyone's interest. Yeah, I mean, I think it will be fine. I'm just hoping that you f- that you re-release this story in the stereo spectrum. Oh, for know, sure version I mean, on, to allow have, people to have that experience yeah, because they're totally separate ports and you are right that they're going to be different i don't want to say that one is going to be better than the other because they are just fundamentally different yeah they're different they're different alexa plugs into the wall so it can have the it doesn't need a battery where it can be listening all the time so you can interrupt alexa more easily than you can on our app which has yep. returns but then we have richer audio escape so yeah it's different it's different yeah it's like uh, there might be some stories that are better suited for one or the other and that's okay on the platform. We'll yeah. support both equally, and you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I, th- I think and you've we got to th- get our dear friends at Google and Google Home and Google Assistant. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we certainly are really keen to get going on that as well. But the approach might not would probably not be to then start another port to another third device, but actually try after the pilot with Alexa, feel good about this, and then start working more infrastructurally on how can we support all platforms in the tool rather than putting another poor team to do to do a port to to a third platform but hopefully alexa will answer more of our questions so we know how to do that better yeah Mm -hmm. you know one way that you might think about doing this is is maybe you know through a purchase after you purchase it you might want to provide a way where people can download an mp3 stereo version of the story yeah that's cool you know uh and, and allow them to listen to to it in the stereo spectrum. Yeah. I think that would be really interesting. That's a cool idea. You know, and, and maybe you charge another five dollars for that or something. But the problem is the story is going to be interactive, and, the, and depending on how you how you interact with the story, you can have you know six, seven, eight, nine different endings to the story. I think there's only one ending to this one, though, right? This one has so one ending, yes. Just one ending, okay. Yeah. yeah. There are some apps that are like this on Alexa. I've seen some. I've even tried a few with have some sound effects. And what is the rate of adoption of these apps on Alexa? What do we have? We got any any statistics? We don't have that much intel. More than that, the kind of interactive fiction, that type of uh, experience. If you want to put it under the games kind of genre are very popular. People really take them to heart when they find the story that they like. So I, I think it goes back again to the storytelling because you sure. can do a, in, an interactive audio adventure and you just do, uh, you, you're in a dungeon and walking left and right and kind of like the basic, very basic uh, story voice based but uh, question is how fun is it to just talk back go left go right kill the monster what we try to do with Wonder World is to to really paint the rich kind of rich place and interesting intriguing uh, scenes just like a book but you can change the outcome of how it will end mm-hmm. so I think when I presented Wonder World to game designers kind of four or five years ago when it was early days, they immediately wanted to 
associate a blue key to a blue, blue door, so to speak, or very clear kind of progression mechanics. And, and there's a danger if you do that because you forget about the storytelling. And many times in video games that both Russ and I work in, the, you, start, you come up with a gameplay mechanic and then you kind of dress it up in a story to give an excuse for the gameplay, gameplay mechanic to, to exist in the first place. Here it's a very much we create we tell a, a, a very intriguing, fun, mind-provoking story, where the interaction is kind of seamlessly sewn in. So yeah, I love it. So it's a different approach than doing just a game using audio. This is a book. This is a story with believable yeah. characters. It's it's, it's more it's more than just a story. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's at least the ambition. Yeah. Yeah. It's an experience. I mean, that, I think right. that's how people have to think about it is that it's truly a, 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 an experience. And I think right. that the platform really has a really bright future, uh, you know, especially when you're able to really move it to other platforms that provide right. that, that even more personal experience. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, no, I yeah. agree. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, we, we always struggle with, how do we, what do we call players? And we came up with, we're going to call them active listeners because uh, it's not really a game. And it's not that we're trying to be too smart about it. It's just that game, it's not really a game. And if we call it a game, then we kind of somehow get shuffled into the corner of, uh, of kind of these kind of simplistic games and nothing wrong with them. They serve, they serve their purpose. So what do we call, uh, we actually call them experiences, audio experiences. Mm-hmm rather than stories or audiobooks, you can call it, but it's an interactive one. So it's a tricky one to define. But usually when you have a, when you have a good idea that you feel is working really well and you find a hard, it's hard to put a name to it, then you usually have actually a really good idea. Then you're working on something new and disruptive. And yeah. hopefully we are doing that. Yeah. Awesome. I had a quick question. I know this is supposed to be uh, voice interactive, but say I'm on a mobile device and maybe I'm in a situation where I can't really talk, but I want to play the game. <laughs> is is there a way to interact with, with just performing gestures on the screen as, uh, to keep the game moving? Or maybe inputting text? Uh, we've thought about a couple different things, and I think we're going to end up supporting a lot because there's been so many authors that have asked about different options. So an easy one, for example, is you could just type out whatever you want to say instead of pushing buttons so it doesn't give away uh, what you can do. Yeah. So like if there's a secret door and we have a button that says open the secret door, that kind of ruins it. (laughs) So if you're in that sort of situation, we'll probably either let the author do things that helps you click through the buttons to figure out that there's a door there or just let you freely type. And so as a platform, we're going to support both. Uh, We're also talking to Amazon about supporting that on their display devices for Alexa. And I don't know. Oh, fascinating. Oh, you mean like on the show or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay. And so there's a keyboard on it, but then it also tends to be in your kitchen. So maybe that's not a time when you want to Mm -hmm. be greasy fingers. But maybe it's a good time to hit a button if you're noisy. So, yeah, we're going to try to support everything and just do whatever the authors ask for to be able to create good stories for them. So have you decided on the date yet to release this on Alexa? Like you said Halloween, but do you know, you know, when listeners might have an idea of. So we are, we're going to know by tomorrow if we're going to put the 630 into cert, right? I'm looking at Russ. I didn't know that. (laughs) Uh, We're still, it's still new. We've never shipped on Alexa before and we want to make sure we do it 
right? In flying um, colors. Right before I left my house studio to do the interview, we were up to three and a half hours of the story before we hit our first bug. Um, so we're getting very close, but we're not exactly sure yet. And we think we'll be out for first week, right? Yeah. Let's see. I'm pulling first up the calendar. Yes. Yeah. So somewhere between the 4th and the 10th of November. I think there's okay. still a chance to get okay. it Halloween, but we'd rather make sure we do it right. What we've been yeah, saying to the staff is that it is crunch and everyone is working hard. Yep. No, you got to wait and do it right. Yes, but if we are not proud of, of what we have built, and, and there are, even if we are bug-free, if we are not, if we not can say that we are proud of what we built, we're not going to launch. There's no way nope. we're going to do this. No, you need to launch when you're ready. Yep. And especially because, yep. like we said, this one isn't about money for us. It's about doing a good job and showing what the platform can Absolutely. Do. We the launch window and get fewer people, but we feel like we get better data where our reviews aren't, well, this thing was broken because it doesn't yeah. help us in the end. We'd rather wait. Yeah. Even okay. if it's my own personal money that I'm <laughs> carving out of my little salary and, and some other places, it's, I don't care. We can't, we can't screw this one up. Yep. Yep. So now it's release time and I'm an Echo user and I want to download this skill. How, what's the easiest way to do that? All you have to do is say, Alexa, open WanderWord or 63rd in Wallace. You oh, okay. say, yeah. And then that skill kicks in, and then you hear the beautiful introductionary music of a train approaching. We arrive at, on the train, is young Charlene on her way to her sister, nervous about arriving in Chicago and what to do next. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, no. I think you can say that, right? Or do you need to enable oh, yeah. this okay, skill? Well, okay. so yeah, you, well, you have to enable this skill, so you'll find it in Amazon. And some you can uh, enable uh, independently. You can just say enable. I don't oh, know. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, we, didn't, even, we didn't know Yeah, that. you can do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And once you've done that and the story starts, it's a beautiful intro that our composer has done with this music coming in and, the, and you're starting on this train. Uh, as young Charlene to, to find her sister. And it's interesting how we put people in the tutorial is the first thing you need to do is just to close a window. We deliberately made one thing. You can't walk anywhere. If you try to stand up, that window needs to be shut. And we beautifully told that she wouldn't go anywhere because that stench from the cold of the steam from the train gave her a <laughs> headache. So then you just say, close the window and the, and, and the story comes forms to it. And then, the options opens up more and more and more. Like when you play Jeff, you had to kind of get inside the hotel and there were certain things you had to do to get get inside. And yes, there were. More and more complex. No, and we're not going to tell you what those are. Wow. But, but if you think about old adventure games, mm -hmm. this will be quite familiar to you. Yes. I, I can't even tell you how long I was chased a turtle around with a cube on its back because I couldn't figure out the commands to trap the turtle so I could get the cube. <laughs> you know? So, I'm assuming this game is like that, where, no. where you can make mistakes, or is it just yeah, you can you pick can. A, B, C, or D, or can you actually say what you want and say, that's not going to work? Uh, that's actually one of the platform differences. Uh, so the voice input on Alexa versus the Wanderbird app on mobile works pretty differently where Alexa uses more like a command grammar system where you do have to be a little bit more precise. Mm -hmm. And more options we add, the worse it will get on what it's trying to figure out 
uh, when it's trying to figure out what you're saying. So on Alexa, it's going to be a little bit more rigid. On WanderWord, you can literally say anything you want, and we will try to make the best choice possible, but that's up to the author for how they interpret it. Oh, no, that's so interesting. If you to do something with a turtle, you could probably just say whatever you wanted to and yell turtle at the end, and it might still figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just contextual based on what's going on in the scene. Oh, yeah, that's very interesting. Because, you could take forever. You could get lost and, you know, go east and, well, that's not going to work. Well, and, you, and I used to hate those maze games. That was my, yeah. okay, I don't have any mazes. I hate mazes. You get lost in them unless you map them out. Type of interaction. So we're not trying to be design-wise a game where you're, like, we don't want people sitting at their desk trying to map out the locations on graph paper to figure out where they have to go. It's really about getting into the story and yeah. doing what makes sense as a character. In place. Now, now I now I mentioned this to you before. I think there is a level of gameplay, though, you know, and I know they're not really games, but people are maybe may think of them as that. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think there is an advanced level of play, though, where people want that challenge. Yeah, so totally. I, I, I'm hoping that, that the platform will allow that in the future. Oh, for because, sure. Yeah, yeah because, because I, 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 think, I think there's going to be some people who want that riddle and they want to solve puzzles and they want to, you know what I mean? They, want, they truly want, you know, it, it not just to be that I have to just, you know, find the specific thing, but make it a little more complex, you know, to be able to achieve your next, you know, goal. I think, I think that, that sort of makes it, really interesting for you know you you might produce content for five hours but a person might play it for 10 or 12. yeah yeah totally agree mm -hmm. i meant to say that uh, for 63 and wallace in particular we're going for more of a radio play level of quality yep, yep. less yep. interaction but yeah we've we totally have experimented with that as well we've adapted dungeon and dragons stories just as tests to see what it would be like for uh -huh. sure and and even in 63rd, we have one section towards the end where Charlene has to, the young girl, has to go through a maze and follow very specific directions from a, a diary page she found, finds in the, it, down in this house. And it says kind of like left, right, right, left, and so on. So there are those things in the flavor of them, but they, they are so kind of light. So it's still the story is what is the value. It, it, but also this, that when we're talking about content on 63rd, this is the kind of the first party. We want to invite yep. people who love audiobooks and gamers. What people do on with the platform in the future once it's out, then they can write the most complex, you know, uh, yeah. dungeon kind of crawlers they yeah. like. When, yeah. you know, pen and paper constantly. It's completely up to them. Do you want to talk about engagement level? Yes. Uh, should I talk about that? Yeah, yes. It's amazing. <laughs> So, quickly on uh, the engagement, we call it dynamic user engagement, and this was the part of the, that gave us the patent uh, a year and a half ago. So, you were, you were mentioning that you might be in a place where you don't want to necessarily speak up or say things to the app or, or it's noisy and so on. With dynamic user engagement, you can set everything from zero interaction and just listen to it as a, as a great story or you can put it onto maximum user engagement and really go deeper in a story. So let's say we made a, a, a escape room game, not 67, but a different one. You get to a maze. If I put it up on the highest user engagement, that maze could take hours to solve and go through, and you need to map it out on paper. If you put it on low or none even, it would pretty much be very light, maybe a couple of minutes thing to get through. 
And you can change this user engagement throughout the story. It's wow. In some restrictions. So we have support for the super complex and deep to the very light, easy. I just want to enjoy the story and just hear what's going to happen next. So that also the kind of pinnacle of the patent that we have. And it's a platform feature. So we're planning on supporting it for all of our first party stories, but then it's up to the individual authors of how they want to do it. So if someone's making a D&D-like adventure that decides the no engagement mode isn't appropriate or they don't think it's for their market audience, they don't have to, and that's okay. Right. But it's something we want to show off as first party. Yep, and it sits in the options menu. As you say, I want to play on low today. And then it's hmm. much like, might, much like, but the best example would be you play a Sherlock Holmes murder mystery, you get to the crime scene, you play on high, on highest user engagement, that enables you to really search the dead body in the library. You can talk to the witness, the maid or whoever, <laughs> the, uh, the colonel, and really ask them about their whereabouts and, and really dive deep. If you put it on low, there's a dead body with clearly a knife in the back, and you don't, you don't even have to check the knife. It's described mm. for you. And the maid yeah. just gives her time and whereabouts automatically, and you don't have to kind of get too deep. And that's well, I think the butler did it anyway. Yes, yeah, go with the butler. <laughs> I don't think it's the butler in this one, is it? Uh, no, it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this sounds really terrific, and I can't wait to get this on my Echo Dot. In fact, I just today got my third generation echo dot oh, cool. in the mail and so this will be exciting so to hear it on the nice new loud echo dot speaker yes well this is very exciting i can't wait till the release to play thank you yeah neither can i <laughs> i'm looking forward to the fantasy and the sci-fi myself yeah i am too actually. i'm, I'm, I'm a big i'm a big fantasy fan yeah me too oh, cool. I mean, that's pretty much my wife. She just berates me all the time because she'll do mysteries and whatever. And I'm sort of stuck in uh, King Arthur and, you know. Oh, really? And then you go to the Path of Legends. Yeah, oh, there cool. you go. I can't there wait. I can't. That's yeah. when I'm, that's when you mentioned that. I said, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. I know yeah. this first one's going to be on Alexa, but I don't mean to pin you guys down, but I'm really excited about the stereo, the immersive ones. And I'm wondering how long it will it take to get it to the iOS platform? Well, uh, iOS is going to be a little bit further away because uh, that's, that's what I when figure. we're going full on to the full platform with a full team of you know twenty or whatever to build the entire subscription backend. Uh, so that probably is going to be at least a year. So will it be PC probably first then? Uh, it, PC is as, as soon as we find a sensible way of doing it. Like we could launch on PC at the same time as Android if we find that Steam is a good home for it. For I guess what I'm just trying to think: Will these titles that you're, that you're you're talking about will they all will, will they all be introduced on Alexa? All the titles that you mentioned. That's that's the plan. Uh, that is the plan. Okay, okay. That's, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. That also might be a little while. So we're yeah. right yes. now we're doing a full port of the first story. And so it's a lot of manual work. We eventually want yeah, right. to be able to export to something. <clears throat> to Interesting. I don't, even know, I don't even know if Steam is accessible. I've never yeah, played. I don't, I don't believe that it is. Um, oh, Steam isn't? No. Uh, for listeners who don't know or may not remember, what is the best way to learn more about WanderWord? So there, we have a website where we have all the stories listed and also contact information. Uh, you can go to www.wanderword.net. So it's wonder as in W-A-N-D-E-R, 
and then word, W-O-R-D, .net. You can also mail us at info at wonderword.net. And then we are on Facebook under the same name and Twitter and the whole shebang of social media stuff. So everyone should follow that because I'm sure you're going to tweet. We'd love to. Thank you. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, that way they can be notified when this thing comes out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. At Wonderword. Okay. Perfect. Peter, Russ, I want to thank you so much for being with us. This is very exciting. And I'm sure many of our listeners will agree that we're looking forward to Halloween or at least somewhere around that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having us again. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening on ACB Radio Mainstream, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern and repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can tune in by going to acbradio.org mainstream, listen with ACB Link for Android and iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 712-775-4808. If you have ideas for a topic you'd like covered, or if you have a submission of your own, feel free to reach out to us, mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can find us on Twitter, at mainmenu. Please remember that airing of content is subject to approval by the Main Menu team. We're glad you listened. We'll see you next time. <laughs>